This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching Captain's Holiday. I'm Van Velding, and I have been dealing with this episode's weird sexual energy since it originally aired. And I'm Derek. This is my first time dealing with this episode's weird sexual energy. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. So, Captain's Holiday, or in English, Captain's Vacation. That's... <laughs> I wonder what this is, uh, is, like, if that's supposed to be, like, a fertility thing, it does not, like, read as a fertility thing at all. Yeah, we don't we don't know what Rising and Genitalia are about. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> hey, look, people who are almost naked. Yeah, and little Hey, look, is... people who are fully clothed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you guys don't want to blend just a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Like, have a hologram or something, man. At least try. Yeah. It's like, uh, they're like, hey... Um, we're looking for soaps. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? It's like, yeah, we don't have any swimsuits. Yeah, no. I mean, if they did, they'd have to put, like, little appliances in their rib cages or in bronze their whole bodies or whatever. I mean, but so. that would be cool. I'm not saying they're going to do it every time, but, I mean, what the hell? Like, everyone is, is chilling out. Like, they have to look like sore thumbs unless they have some sort of, like, temporal disguising blah, blah, blah. Uh, I like the rise. If the Risings are just like, what are what are those guys doing here? Like, oh no, they're they're Puritans. They just come here to f- feel better than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of folks with like long dress that go down to their ankles and the little hats, the little little <laughs> Puritan hats. I don't know. <laughs> That's what those little uh, those little shiny things on the side of their head are. Is the Puritan hats? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's a weird episode, because, I mean, I, I talk about the, the Ryza stuff, and this is where we're introduced to Ryza, and no one's going to shut the f*** up about it. I feel like, I feel like I've heard Ryza before, and more specifically, I feel like I've heard Riker mention Ryza before this episode. Oh, maybe so. Maybe I, I mean, I, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like it's been like, oh yeah, some sex thing, and Riker's like, oh man, women are Ryza. <laughs> It could be. There are two, maybe maybe a half dozen episodes where it figures prominently. We'll return here. I love this. Later, a couple <laughs> times. He's like, well, what? <laughs> like he's just such a like a a grumpy like you know dude that this hasn't gotten enough sleep. Um, what's interesting about this? Uh, and this is, I, I'm sure this wasn't even considered as part of the story, you know, but. You know, we're about to get into like, oh, Picard's essentially a workaholic, and he hates taking vacations, which is actually a big deal um, in American culture. Like, we work way too hard, um, and you know, there's this notion that, oh, well, something wrong, you just work overtime. That's fine. But I mean, a lot of studies have shown that working overtime, you see diminishing returns on productivity, um, and. You know, we're about to kind of get this portrayal of Picard as just like, oh man, he's he's the best captain, works all the time, never takes vacation. You know, all he ever does is like read stuff and doesn't take time for himself. Uh, and I feel like that's problematic. I I don't see that so much as um, the fact it's it's a pretense that they have to force him into a vacation because you know he is so married to his job, and so they have to do this little sub. But I mean, that is, that's it right there. Like being married to his job is just code for like workaholic for not like for doing only work and nothing else. 
you know, I think <laughs> like it's it's good that you know they they focus on him to get the balance because everybody can see it and everybody cares about him, which is slightly idealistic. Yeah. Um, maybe if it was portrayed better as Picard's passion for the the important work that he does. Um, but really, like, there's no need. Like, you could just have an episode where Picard wants to go on vacation. I mean, and even but, if even if you do important work, that doesn't negate the need for recreation. It doesn't, and and that's this episode's point. Um, well, but, but narratively, like, we've never seen Picard have workaholic tendencies. He cares about his job. He does his job. But now well, suddenly we need to have, what, two or three scenes where they, they trick the guy into going on vacation when he could just be a character who does that. I mean, I feel as if I've seen a few times where... I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, okay. that, that's kind of how this read to me as far as, like, you know, he's... Um, you know, he's married to his job or just whatever kind of code you want. And, I mean, I know we've had this conversation before where it's like, hey, look, you need to take care of yourself. And he's like, no, oh, I'm not going to do that. Um, I got work to do. I got things to do. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's kind of this narrative of, like, the the hardworking, you know, American unit. And, you know, they don't, you're not really treated as a person at a job. You're just kind of like this thing that yeah. um, generates revenue. We fundamentally agree here. I think that yeah. it would be a virtue if Picard had the ability to say, hey, oh man, for, for the leave of the service, for the good of the service, I got to take some leave now. Yeah. And and then he just goes and he does it because why would you not take care of yourself like that? I kind of like how they had this conversation here um, that I talked a little bit over. Um, I like how, like, she's coming in, she comes in with this pretense, like, oh man, there's something wrong with this person in the crew, you know, and he's she's describing Picard. I like how Picard knows her well enough to not, like, be fooled. Like, he's like, yeah, I get it. It's me. All right, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's good. Like they, this is from the original series. I think uh, Spock or McCoy does this to Kirk to get him to oh, go yeah. extra relief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. I like it because it because it explains that when you put the captain's lens of health, well, sorry, when you put the captain's health through the lens of him being a member of their crew, they're suddenly much more inclined to say, yes, this person must relax and right. let go for the good of the ship. Right, and so you can tell that like this is kind of a a, a conversation maybe they've had before, uh, just because uh, he knows the game. The minute she walks, in, like the minute she walks in the door, and starts talking about someone in the crew's in trouble. Um, yeah. So here's where we kind of like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you remember, but Riker's a slut. Went <laughs> <laughs> to Riser. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're going to Ryza? You mean Riker's G spot? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I, need, I, need, yeah I, I need you to go to the Erect and order the Riker's special. Trust me, they know me there. Um, it's a great drink. <laughs> the women. I just, yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like, yeah, the women, of course. I mean, Riker wouldn't be this excited or animated about anything else unless it had to do with women. I just, I feel like it's. We understand that Riker likes sex. We get it. Yeah. But Rise is an, an interesting thing. I um. It's like space. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, Troy pulls out the trump card. The absolute. <laughs> oh, this this was good. I loved it. And like, 
And I thought, like, I didn't think that he would, like, really get it. Like, I thought this ruse would have totally worked. Because, like, even me as an audience member, I'm like, ooh, yeah, no. I, dude, take the vacation. <laughs> take that's, the vacation. That's how you windmill a card. Yeah. Right <laughs> I mean, I feel like she could have totally gotten her mom to come there. Um, to, like, to actually, like, that could actually have, ha- have happened to where... Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, mom, I need you to come over here for some bullshit reason. Um, Picard, he's totally coming. I have, <laughs> I, I have proof. I um, yeah. There, there's a little bit from Marina Sertifer where Picard walks away and he's like, cel- she's like, celebrating. yeah, she's like, yes, that's good. Yeah, that that's is good. good. <laughs> and so, uh, so this is where we get the jigs up. Everyone on the crew, everyone, like all thousands of people. Are gonna are invested in Jean Claude. I mean, not Jean Claude. Jean Luc <laughs> uh, having his holiday. So yeah, and it's they do it because they care about him because they do honestly believe it's it's for the best. Yeah, it's a bit that's, it's a bit nosy and meddling, but that's such a French blouse that he's wearing. It's a, it's a, the future. The civilian styles of Star Trek are ethics, always sophistry, and the alternate universe. What a nerd. He is a nerd. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there is. <laughs> so, um... Beat him up and throw him in a locker somewhere. Uh, I just... <laughs> yeah, I, um... You know, it's, it, it's just kind of uh, weird when, like, you... Like, like, they're trying to sell him as, like, this nerd dude, which we already kind of get... But, like, that he doesn't have any sort of recreation thing. Like, absolutely zero. That's, like, would be conventional recreation. I think the only time we've seen something like that is uh, he's doing, like, some horse riding in the holodeck. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, like, you could convince me that's, like, just regular recreation. But yeah, anything else is just... Uh, I mean, Distant Hill novels, I feel like they count because it's, like, fiction. So, I guess two yeah. things. So, um, and then he plays a lot of Minecraft, but yeah, yeah we, yeah. we just like, didn't he just pack books? Did I miss a story beat where he was packing books and then he took jack shit with him? <laughs> well, they said they're going to beam it down to his room. Okay. So he just like packed it all and it's like, Oh sir, don't, don't carry stuff. No, oh, you're not carrying <laughs> anything. We'll just beam this down. It's like, hey, yeah. look at all the scantily clad women. I think that's the same exact woman that walked in the, uh, intro just for, she went to the opposite direction. Budget reasons. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like, is there not a reception? Is there not orientation? Yeah. Like, this is... Uh, I assume this is, like, the lobby of, like, Space Med. Look at this Ferengi, so. dude. This Ferengi looks like he's, like, right out of, like, a Magnum P.I. episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, the informant. He's, like, the informant, yeah. like, that they have to... Uh, I don't know. I, I do love from... that they put a Ferengi into like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. Oh yeah, it's great. It's um, old snaggletooth. Talk... They rarely ever show the aliens in anything but like a full. Yeah, this is. I love uniform. this. It's like so. What they just stand there? It's like yeah, they they've been there for a week. No water, no food. They just sit <laughs> in the lobby. I mean, technically, you're you can stay in the lobby, but we don't charge for that. But um, it's getting <laughs> weird. People are asking questions. <laughs> Well, it's like the post-scarcity utopia. Like, what is there to charge for? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that I mean, but they talk about profits in this episode, and they talk about money, and so it's always oh. kind of like, 
little weird to me when you get into that kind of talk in a post-scarcity world because you're not really talking about oh Pope Picard he's he's doing nerd things and he just can't can't maybe there's not like maybe Ryza isn't part of the Federation where <laughs> they use currency yeah so, I mean so. clearly the the maybe the Federation just has a contract with Ryza where it's like we'll send like a thousand people to you every month yeah. and then yeah you know in exchange for money and whatnot so. I mean, I guess different different cultures too probably have different things that are important. Look, like that's kind of a weak ass pickup line. Like, here, let me annoy you with this hoverball. By the way, uh, you down? I see you got. I see you got a fertility god right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one that Riker asked him to pick up. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, that that's the kind of ribbing that you know. I wish I had. Like, I had people in situations in my life that would do such things because to me that would be hilarious i'm like oh man yeah, yeah that's funny it is i um <laughs> dude, he's on like page three lady do not ask yeah. me about that it's uh yeah so how's your book i don't know i'm not even past the intro yet <laughs> stuff keeps happening <laughs> so i assume that was water that was just splashed on me yeah i just so <laughs> it's like listen it should be like Listen, so, I mean, you're, you're really standoffish, dude, and um, you have this big sign that says, some come f*** me, and <laughs> I don't really understand what's going on. I mean, yeah. you got your shirt, you know, open and everything, like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, we learn a lot about Patrick Stewart's body in this one. <laughs> that we do. He likes the boy short Speedo, uh, instead of just, like, the, the baggy, uh, the baggy swimsuit. Yeah, and, you know, that's fine. So, uh, <laughs> I like this little bit right here. Someone close to you, something you love. He's like, I wouldn't go, go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a pretty tame heterosexual yeah. sex world. I do world. like oh, how there's Andorian how she... in the background. Hello, an Andorian. <laughs> I like, he's like, oh, um, you know, well, you're just a peculiar guy. See you later. It's like a, a very tame way of saying, um, whatever, prude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ferengi yeah. man. Even on vacation you can't get away from these guys. Yeah. Good old snackletooth. <laughs> like <laughs> I like I don't know what it is, but like you see like his the bottom tooth there? Yeah. Uh, every, like every time he opens his mouth I just couldn't stop looking away from it. Like it <laughs> I feel like it's bad design because I just can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop seeing it. I've got just, some bad news for you about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, like, it's just the one tooth, though. Like, it's fine if, like, all of the teeth are like that. But everything else is straight, but, like, this one tooth. I'm like, come on, man, just pull it. Come on. <laughs> you know it's it's growing in the wrong direction. Just get go to a dentist, you know, get, get some treatment. This actor's name is Max Grodenchek, uh-huh. and we will see him play Ferengi again. Cool. So we we they often recycle Ferengi actors. I mean, I think he did uh, a really good job for sure. Um, I like how uh, I like how Picard <laughs> kind of deals with him. He's like, no man, I yeah. listen. Trust me, I've dealt with your kind before. Are you racist? <laughs> <laughs> He's just sort of fed up with Ferengi, which honestly happens. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, everyone knows the Ferengi culture. It's they even have like a book and and seminars about how to deal with people who are fed up with your. <laughs> Picard's like, look, this this is a goddamn orgasm planet, buddy. If I have to beat the hell out of you, I will finish if it's okay with these people. 
I realize they hate violence, but um, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm all about violence right now. I'm gonna I'm put it in a socially acceptable sex wrapper to take care of you. <laughs> yeah, I'll strip you down first before I beat the crap out of you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll make, make it, it weird. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we're on a sex planet, buddy. Don't make me make it weird. So, yeah, but they wrote this because Patrick Stewart wanted more fighting and more sex for his character. Okay. So, um, we didn't want this. I mean, you know, Patrick Stewart <laughs> takes care of himself. No judgments. Yeah, yeah, no. But, you know, judgments. So, <laughs> um, so this, I don't know who this actress is, but she's, uh, her character is pretty well written and pretty charming as well. Yeah, because she's not like any of the other women. I know, the, right? Show. <laughs> like, did she? Did that actress actually write her own dialogue? <laughs> like, listen, I'm I happen to be a writer as well, so I have a clause in my contract. I don't really let anyone else write my dialogue. So that would have been real nice. I because again, she's a really cool character. You don't, yeah. Uh, a lot of the women in this show are kind of like placid caregiver types. Yeah, and she's just um, she's essentially like Indiana Jones, and she sells it. She's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in it for not for herself, but I mean, like, part of it is like, hey, look, I need to take care of myself. I need money, blah blah blah. But part of it is like, hey, no, I need adventure as well. Like, I need to go and do something exciting. Yeah, and that's I really, I think people like Vosh. We do not get enough of her. In Star Trek, um, I mean, because she's like a cool don't... character. You could put her into almost any story. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, she could be like a Harry Mud of the next generation. <laughs> she could be, and that would be great. I kind of wish they'd used her that way, because um, you know she's because yeah, like... if, if she was like the Harry Mud, then not only would you have like an interesting female character that isn't just like a whirlwind of annoyance like Troy's mom, but uh, you would also have uh, a reason for you, you'd explore Picard's like love of archaeology that we've only ever gotten like um, we've only ever used when it fit the plot. Now we're kind of getting a little bit of a depth into it, I guess. Yeah, and that it this it dovetails really nicely with Picard, um, and she. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's good sleight of hand, man. I mean, she she is she's. Under the eyes of an adversary and totally, like, slipped that into his pocket. So he's still trying to pay her in gold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, but the deal is that we learn at the end that she's, she's a bit of a mercenary herself. Yeah. Which is in sharp contrast to, to Picard. She's a freelancer, okay? Mercenary's a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was using it in a fairly broad term. <laughs> It'd be great if Picard just threw the book at one of their faces and left. Yeah. It's like that is it. I've had enough. <laughs> I, it's like I'm on an episode of Murder She Wrote. These things keep happening to me. He goes to like a little landing pad. There's like a technician there. He's like, "Hey, will this ship get me off the planet?" He's like, "Yeah, but you can't." Picard just kicks him like back off the platform, <laughs> yeah. takes the ship. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like anytime someone says "butt," I'm just start, I'm just handing out kicks. That's all I'm doing. Just kicking folks. <laughs> All right, that moon is class L. Those mittens, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, that moon you, is the, class L. I can survive for 36 hours on it. That's the Enterprise will be back in 38. I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. 
those mittens, man. Like, uh, I imagine, like, I guess the guy that did hands was on vacation as well. So they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just, just put gloves over it. It'll be fine. Like, yeah, we need faces for these guys. And they do these ornate faces with the hologram, like, sideburns. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely intricate for sure. And they start shooting the episode and they're like, where are the hands? Hands. <laughs> well, no, I just assumed we were just going to only take shots of them from, like, the torso up. What do you mean, hands? <laughs> are you telling me I gotta do feet too? <laughs> <laughs> the costuming is like, all right, we'll just make huge mittens. Mittens? <laughs> Fuzzy mittens like cocoa puffs <laughs> all over their hands. <laughs> so I mean, um, I wonder how often, like, you know, in in the in like space. I mean, it's kind of weird that I'm gonna say this, but in the future, how often do people claim to be from the further future <laughs> as part of like as part of like a con game? You know, no, we're yeah. uh, from the future, and we need uh, your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> In Schlock Mercenary, they talk about the abundance of time travel frauds. Um, but I guess that kind of thing happens in Star Trek 2, where, like, you do just have random a-holes jumping back in time. <laughs> for just, like, you know, last week, uh, not last week, four weeks ago, Yar was dead, and she wasn't because of time travel. Yeah. Um, so... Like now, there's just like yeah, yeah, sure, time travel. Like it was a big deal a minute ago, but now I um there's like a uh there's like this book that I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but anyway, there's a book I read and it was talking about how um it had like a time travel thing. There was like a time travel organization where yeah. you know like essentially time cops. And so, I you know it would be kind of neat if like in such a setting like time travel was just a foregone conclusion and there was even like a yeah, no, you, you need to go get your time passport, but man, those guys are weird. You know, like every, <laughs> yeah. just everyone like that works with time is just weirdos. <laughs> I have several questions here. So the Ferengi guy throws her bedroom, breaks her pot, and yeah. she doesn't call like mall security? Yeah, like, he's like, yeah, um, he's been doing it every day. And I'll, she's like, oh, and by the way, uh, I thought he was going to start searching me. Like, oh, cool. So assault. Nice. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but here's the deal. If you try to call the cops on Risa... And like a stripper shows up with a cop hat. Did someone <laughs> yeah. call for the police? No, it's the useless. real cops. Useless. I meant the real cops. What, what the, what's the number? It's not nine one one. Oh no, real cops are four one one. You know how backwards that is. <laughs> well, it's just easier to get sexy cops if they're nine one one. You can do a whole fantasy thing. It's great. Yeah. So just... well, I mean, we felt that nine one one kind of um, you know, gave the proper immersive feel. So that's why nine one one gets you sexy cops and not real cops. <laughs> Uh. So yeah, apparently the Taksu thought is like a a star blower upper. <laughs> yeah, no, so I don't. I kind of like the way it blows up stars in the sense that it doesn't blow them up; it just like stops the star from doing anything. It's like, oh, it's just an off switch for a star. Yeah. So like, does it shoot a thing into the star? Or do you throw the Taksu thought into the star? It's like anyway. one of those like shotguns. Have you ever seen those like shotguns firefighters use where they just like shoot it into a fire and it just makes all the fire go away? It's like that. I've not seen that. Oh, yeah, no, it's pretty neat. But okay. So is it the shotgun or the bullets? It's the bullets. Okay. So you need like a Death Star kind of shotgun and then it's a special bullet to make the star go just poof. And now you have a big clump of hydrogen or something that you can use to do whatever you want. And also, everything in the system is dead. 
Yeah, but really, I mean, if it's a one-use artifact, I mean, just give it to him. Yeah, yeah, just, just let him have it. Whatever. Pick just, your favorite star. Who cares? Not Earth. You can't have Earth. It, it probably won't be Earth. Um, Spoilers, it's totally Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think... I don't think we ever see the Toxic Thought again. I don't think we... Um, like, it doesn't come back up. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, This is kind of weird that, like, hey, yeah, there's a, there's, like, a rumor of this dude who went back in time and had this future technology and hit it in the past. I'm like, wait, what? That's, how is that a rumor? Like, how does that even, like, become a thing that more than the person that went back in time travel knows about? You get drunk in a bar. You throw up some signs. You got, he said some, he said, he had some equations. He just typed the the formula for really transparent aluminum into a computer it's crazy <laughs> super transparent so, yeah just so he was credible that's what i'm saying yeah. it's credible i like how uh i like how he falls into kind of captain's mode he's loving this dude like this is his time of vacation like if you want picard to and i'm just giving you a lesson Riker. if you want picard to go on a vacation you do not sell him with women and sex that is your vacation what you sell yeah Picard with is like a week long escape room adventure <laughs> where he's got to like fi- solve all these mysteries uh, and find, uh, you know, some ancient artifact. That's how you get him to take a vacation. You sell him with this loose blouses and high pants. <laughs> Maybe the steamy romance novel of these two's <laughs> relationship. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, if you played on his Minecraft server, you'd know that because all of his cities are subterranean. <laughs> yeah. I um, but again, I I kind of like the clothing. It seems to work. It's got an adventure thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool I mean, it's it's, so. it's all earth tones and uh and it's all earth tones and a practicality. So is Ryza no. like an open carry state? Is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. like how? Yeah, how do we not have like some dude like he's like, sorry, you can't have that. Uh, oh no, I love if like the friend is like, no, actually, it's a lighter. See, look. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryzeans walk past. Are you role playing? And Picard's like, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> safe word. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. This isn't a sex thing. Ah, classic. Uh-huh. Good old. Look at this. Look how slow this is. And bam. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's like, here it comes, here it comes, boom. Yeah. That's, um, no, a kid could find it. The bad guys in Die Hard 3 were more responsible than that, Jean-Luc. Yeah. You know, just throw the gun over the hedge. Hi. Yeah, Jesus. I like how she, I like how, like, she was wearing the backpack. It's like, all right, now that I've used it as a distraction, you get to carry it. <laughs> yeah. Also, no police on Ryza. None of them. Yeah, just well, you know, well, no actual police. <laughs> um, they suddenly hear the sound of a sexy boombox in the distance. All right, we should go before the cops get here. <laughs> just what have we told you? You cannot have, you cannot strip in the lobby anytime you like. There are rules to these things. You have to requisition a section. You have to have plan a time. The only crime on Ryza is not having a sexy enough time. We were held at gunpoint. <laughs> it was the least sexiest time. <laughs> he didn't strip or anything. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't force us to copulate or anything like that. 
This is the worst role playing. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm being completely honest with you. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, I love there's an American like... Dad bit where it does. Oh, okay. There's like a a repeated. I didn't. I wasn't completely honest with you. Quote. Oh, oh, oh okay. I see. <laughs> So I like, really it happens like, the first time you're like, hmm? I'll just say yeah. I really like how they have this conversation here where it's, uh, you know, they have this relationship where she's like, oh, yeah, I was lying. He's like, yeah, no <laughs> And then later he's going to be like, yeah, I wasn't really honest with you. Like, what? Um, but they can still like, I mean, they're about to shag. I mean, you, you, I, you read the writing on the stones here. Yeah. When a woman says she's flattered, that means the right before the fadeaway, you start making out. <laughs> I'll take your word on that. Um, <laughs> oh no, it's you can, it's like clockwork. You can plan it. All right, all right. Just... <laughs> this has got to be like the most uncomfortable like camping thing because like they don't have no mats, so the rocks are just going to jab in your back the whole night. Um, I don't know if this is even like a, a thermal blanket, so who knows how cold you're going to get? You're in a cave, it's... no less. <laughs> Look at how shiny it is. <laughs> it's like, future yeah of course it'll do future things and you'll be fine and comfortable but they're in the sand and there ain't no future nothing that's going to keep sand out of that blanket yeah no true story and they're not even taking their shoes off what is I'm this taking their shoes off. <laughs> bunch of savages indeed so what i kind of like you know picard is like a he's a loner right like he 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 doesn't i don't think of any brothers or sisters and, he has a brother, uh, actually, but yeah. Oh, okay. I love this. I love that he's like just so used. <laughs> he's. I, I. I like to feel like that was intentional. Like he wasn't. <laughs> like he knew what was up. But then if it wasn't, it's just him. Like now nah, I'm used to sleeping alone, so I get all the covers. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the captain's share. Yeah. <laughs> the captain's share. Nice. Um. So yeah, I. I don't know. Like Rice is a little disappointing. Initially, like they wrote this script. And he was supposed to go to, like, a space circus, and then there'd be a box that shows him his greatest fears. Okay, that'd be kind of neat. Like, he ends up as an admiral at a desk job, and Riker's the captain of the Enterprise. Okay, so, like, a big moment. You know, kind of like a big episode. I you know, it's just like a what if. Yeah. For, like, and and Gene Roddenberry's like, no, and if Picard wants to be an admiral, he'll be happy as an admiral. Otherwise, he won't become an admiral. Like, it's how jobs work in the future. (laughs) So... Oh, you, you only of, get to do the thing you enjoy doing? That sounds... That definitely sounds idyllic, for sure. Um, and that's kind of the point. So so then they, they do this, I think. Uh, I want to say there was some impetus for this. but So I think Ira Stephen Bear, I believe, I believe his name is, he comes in with this script. This is the first script. And Junior is like, oh, that's so great. We can put some same-sex couples doing sexy things in the background. That would be great. So Ira's like... Uh, the censors are never going to let us do that. And he comes out of the meeting and then like the rest of the execs are like, oh, whatever, we're, we're just, we just don't have the budget for that. So we're not going to do it. Same sex actors are cost extra. Okay, fine. We'll just get regular people to do it. Still extra. <laughs> How is it extra? So, um, well, there were only like, I guess in that opening scene, there were like four or five couples. So you're right. Yeah, but um, they just didn't want to do it. And Gene Roddenberry did have a, a, a progressive view of this. Um, is is he kind of has he been like generally speaking? Um, is he normally kind of that way? Like, is he generally seen as uh, progressive when it comes to kind of like LGBTQ um, 
issues. Yeah. Uh, considering the fact that he dies, this is 1980s, 1990, I think. Uh-huh. And he dies a couple years after this. Yeah, he he's ill for a while. Yeah. Um, I It's hard to say. I mean, he, he talks some game, but just like in this case, there wasn't support for it. Yeah. So even though he was on the records being pro, get this stuff onto the screen in some yeah. little way even, um, no one, no one else wanted it to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not making excuses necessarily, but I mean, we have learned um, now, well, I mean, I'm sure everyone knew as well that um, there's just a lot of uh, the attitudes in Hollywood. And so yeah. um, people with the money always get what they want. And, um, you know, he died really before that became acceptable. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I love how, like, they have no, like, you know how normally in time travel, it's like, hey, listen, just be very careful about, like, going back in time. You know, don't talk to people, don't touch anything because you could change the future. These dudes are like, hey, what's up? It was like, oh, no, you're about to find a crystal. We just want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's, it's a momentous event, man. It's cool. Just keep going. It's fine. We're not here. Just pretend like we're not here. It's like, you want to help? Oh, no, we can't help. <laughs> I, I like that they're security guys. And Picard's like, eh, seems legit. Yeah. It's like, really? oh, no, yeah, my, my, Mr. Wolf does that all the time. Doesn't do anything. Sits in the corner. Did, I like that he's now in uniform. Yeah. Whereas he was. Yeah. So, then, like, what? And that's like, oh, we're just observers. And like, she's like, she sounds like she's about to, like, shoot a dude. <laughs> she's about to shoot the Ferengi. <laughs> yeah I um and then Vosh screws up so not everything is or dig your own graves she? Vosh with the guard dig your own graves yeah um so just kids remember if you have any digging that you need to do um especially if you don't know how deep you're going to be digging don't bring two shovels you bring one shovel and one pickaxe pickaxe <laughs> breaks up the ground shovel moves it you never use a shovel for a lot of breaking ground. That's just a rookie mistake. You hate to see it. I'll take your word on that. We didn't dig a lot of trenches in the Navy. <laughs> I mean, there, there there was some experimentation with buckets, but it was not super effective. <laughs> so we just pour the water, and eventually it's easy to move around. It's just nope, No trenches yet, guys. Keep working. <laughs> just like in a little rib outside of an aircraft carrier. That's just not happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like how Picard's like, yeah, four four feet, still totally not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you got to excavate this whole thing. There's at least you know another three hundred square feet we got to dig. Like, oh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, it's an all powerful device, but f that. <laughs> Look, man, if if you keep us digging for one more hour, you're gonna need to do catering, sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. So I mean, I need at on. least more water. Yeah. So, um, so I think yeah. right now is where Picard realizes the jig, like like the ruse in which uh, um, what's her face has planted here. Yeah, um, what's her name? Vash. Yeah, Vash. Yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, no, this is this is a bummer. We're out. <laughs> yeah. And Vash managed to outwit everyone. It was, uh, it was well done. No, yeah, it's good. And like, and see, that's the thing. She's competent. That's great. Like, she not only is she into adventure, um, and not so much looking for herself, but like, she's she's a strong woman. She's a competent woman. Like, she can totally do this thing and get like this weak-witted Ferengi to like not 
realize that she's duped him the whole time. <laughs> uh, it's good times. Yeah. So. I mean, and uh, call it to this actor. He totally got the whole, like, gold frenzy thing going on, man. Like, yeah. it's like, no, El Dorado's here. I just have to keep digging. Like, all right, man. <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. And that's his thing is, like, he's he needs that that money. He's invested. Yeah. So now he has to, well, I guess, dig all the way through. Yeah, all, so, all the way to the core of the planet. <laughs> until he hits rock bottom. You know? It's like, oh, wow, um, I have all of this uh, gold here, but it's not the Utah. <laughs> Di- diamonds, rubies, gemmels, but just no Utah. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Worst, fr- feel... worst Fringy. <laughs> like, are there just no rules on Ryza? Like, just none at all. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so this guy, this Fringy dug a pit that's like 20 feet deep. Yeah. You guys, are there any rules against that? Yeah, did he have, fell like, into it? did he have a permit or anything? Oh, no, no. <laughs> we, we are, we only have one rule, and it's like, do, you do you. <laughs> that's, that's one rule of Ryza. You do you. <laughs> I, um. Everything else is just winging it. <laughs> it's just, we'll figure it out after we go. Sorry, it's like, do you guys have a government or something, like a Supreme Court justice? We have, we, sexy, we have a sexy Supreme Court justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, a real one. He kind of rolls up, like the entire bench rolls up. And sexy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm afraid Supreme we Court only justice. have sexy yeah, versions of go- government officials, like sexy <laughs> librarians, uh, you know, sexy, sexy governors, you know, sexy bail bondsmen, just... Tempestuous <laughs> police commissioners. <laughs> brooding presidents so. yeah so um how many codes do they have like do they just like is there like one day where it's like hey what do you want to do number one it's like i don't know what do you want to do it's like ooh, you know what we could do is um ha- come up with special codes for uh using the transporter in cool and interesting ways oh yeah man that sounds great <laughs> this is the completely demolecularized thing code that's cool <laughs> so cool, cool. yeah I'm, I'm sure it's good for bomb disposal you know, like in the episode with the terrorists. I mean, we never really get it, but I thought like it wasn't like a destroyed thing. I thought it was like a, I beamed it back to the Enterprise thing. I think they said that they destroyed it just to save it from um, history. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, but I mean, I feel like it could go either way. It's hard to kind of tell. I like how, I mean, she's playing it up, but like here he is. He never even went to bed, never changed because he knew what was up. Like she's... All dressed and leaving. Yeah. I mean, the note of... I mean, it implies here, and most uh, shows are too lazy to do it. He's like, I don't know when Vash is leaving. I'm just going to go out there and sit in that lobby for seven hours. <laughs> yeah. And drink mimosas and just wait for Vash to <laughs> yeah. show up. Look bad as hell when she comes in. <laughs> yeah. Another <them. laughs> But it'd be funny because like he's there for like four hours, and so he's like he's like sloshed, he's like so vash. <laughs> Why don't you tell me where the uga? Oh shh 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 shh. Why don't you tell me where the udat is? <laughs> yeah, he's just drunk off his ass. <laughs> we do the the dramatic confrontation, <laughs> the fact that she actually hit it. Yeah, so, it's hard to time those things, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to. Um... Yeah, no, I'm just a nerd with many Dixon Hill novels. <laughs> so, um... And a whore god. <laughs> <laughs> just whoring it up. That big whore god. It's a big rock now. A little disappointing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, so, yeah, this is the bullet, basically. You just shoot this in a big space gun at a star, and then, bam, star goes out. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we have been surprised three times in this episode already, and it won't happen a fourth time. <laughs> nope, surprise proof. Yep, surprise proof, totally resolving. I'm about to cue the credits. Everything's going to be fine, just... So All five is, by five here. Is it wrong for Vosh to use her personal wealth to find something and then to sell it to scientists? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, think I think so. that, I mean, um, we just had that, like, there was a a submarine that found, like, this crazy shipwreck that's worth, like, I don't know, like $11 billion or something. They're going to sell to probably scientists and governments across the globe. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you invested in it. I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, I, ideal, ideally... You would like to, I like that. It's like, we need proof. We're here, dude. <laughs> like we're, it's like, wait, so how do I know you're just not also like criminals from the future? Okay. <laughs> Can a criminal travel through time? Like, yes, that's the plot of Time Cop. <laughs> have, have you never watched the ancient classic of Time Cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't anything about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Your I mean, stories begin to fall yeah, apart all over the place. I'm named after the main character. <laughs> I'm sorry. I absolutely love that um, they they have like a slightly dizzy beam. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I need uh, uh have a little taste of vertigo beam. <laughs> uh, like, I can't, I can't. The room is spinning. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's like a, a a drunk beam. It's like set gun to seven shots. <laughs> yeah, seven shots of what, sir? Tequila. <laughs> I just, I um, it'd be a, it'd be a handy weapon though. It's like you won't believe him. He looks like he's had at least three shots of some <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> it looks like he's had at least three shots. <laughs> no, he shot me with the booze ray. <laughs> oh, whatever shall I do? <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty sure that they destroyed the toxic thought. Yeah, I mean, um, he said, you'd, I guess, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I forgot about the part where they said, yes, history said you would destroy it. Uh, you're, you lived up to your name or whatever, you mm. jerk. We were hoping to do something about something jerk. Great, <laughs> Vosh is like, why don't you just go back and shut up, Vosh? Just shut up. <laughs> just... <laughs> I love this. This is good. It's like, so what are you going to do now? Oh, he's about to like, kind of, hey, so, you know, we had a lot of fun. You know, what are you going to do? You know, tell me your plans. Maybe we can hook up later. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to like a hell planet and hope I don't die while I'm looking through ruins. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. Yeah, it's it is. emblematic yeah. of, of their relationship. He's so mad. <laughs> and she just smiles at him. He's like. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe the Sargothians don't have police either. Yeah, or maybe they haven't seen boobs in like a hundred years. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. The yeah. Sargothians have police the same way these people have police. Like, it's just performative <laughs> yeah. uh, maliciousness. They don't actually perform any police duties. Yeah, like they, they show just... up on scene. It's like, all right, who called the police? And it's like, oh, I did. It's like, all right, so who do you need roughed up? That guy? <laughs> how, mu- how, how much are we roughing him up for like two, three hours? Do you need him hurt? Does he have to go back to work? All right, good deal. We got this. <laughs> We're on the job. Down with the Sargothian face appliance and a fistful of bribes. <laughs> I could be trespassing, or I could have dropped $10,000. <laughs> uh, 
So, um, so yeah, the original ending for this episode is that the Vorgans came back in time to start again. Okay, but I mean, like, they they could totally keep doing that, and you just never know. <laughs> like, yeah, once you pass yeah. it, and once you pass that moment in time in your like flesh vehicle, time traveling suit, then you know it, it either changes or it doesn't. You just have to keep going forward. They um, they wrote it out. They decided not to do that because it was like yeah. too trippy, I guess, and too unclear. Yeah, I mean, time travel's rough, uh, just because it's it's a complex thing that has a lot of interpretations. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I just feel like uh, maybe if Picard had well, I guess I was going to say Picard had been yeah, he had sex. sex. Woo! I knew he'd have <laughs> sex. Woo! No, Riker, he didn't have sex. People Shut like up. different things from you, Riker. <laughs> you don't always like the same thing. So, I, um, so yeah, that's pretty good. It's a little fun. I, this could have been a fine Riker episode, I think. Um, I mean, I, you'd have, it'd be a little bit of a tough sell on like the archaeology stuff, but you'd have to sex it up a bit more, which I'm sure they'd be fine with. Um, oh, what what archaeology did Jean Luc do? Artifacts is in ground. <laughs> exactly. Riker, Riker might not know artifacts is in ground. Ground on the rooftop. There's no artifacts up here. Grounds is happened. earth. Grounds is earth with artifacts inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, I, this was a, a good episode. I enjoyed it. I. Um, you know, I would have loved to see. I'd love to see a character like this, like have kind of a recurring role, the way um, you know Mud does, or the way Troy's mom does, um, and you know, kind of have some some story, like recurring themes of storylines that happen outside of like Starfleet stuff. You know, like um, maybe you know Jordy has like a hobby of like collecting. I don't know, gears, like ancient gears and stuff. And so, like, he does that and gets wrapped up in, like, weird things. <laughs> the steampunk know. conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a steampunk enthusiast. And so, like, he goes to a con one day and all of a sudden someone realizes he's a Federation officer and tries to con him out of, I don't know, some cool steampunk thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get you. So, all right, next week we got Tin Man. Right, so um, what we see from Netflix is uh, Jordy, Data, and some dude in like a lime green onesie at a conference room. It looks like they're talking to someone to their left. Jordy looks like he's the one speaking. And I guess they maybe uh, Data has his brow furrowed a bit, so maybe they're having like a serious conversation. This is what we get from Netflix. A former patient of Troy's arrives to help the Enterprise establish contact with an unusual alien ship before the Romulans can reach it. Okay, so Troy has patience? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I mean, we've never we've never heard of such things. I mean, I didn't realize she had a job. I thought she was just there to, to emote. <laughs> to, to, just, to just emote on the bridge, you know, because... Yeah, so he's a, he's a patient of Troy's, so... Ugh. I mean, you know, lots of people see therapists for things, but if you're seeing Troy, she probably didn't help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe is is that like is that patient really is just like someone that Troy sells drugs to? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> we will we will have to find out next week. All right. So uh, until then, remember, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this short because 
Everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember,